You are listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is Reality and Society, History of the Roman Catholic Church, Government, and Armies, Part 1. As always, in the description box of this podcast, you will find a link to the Lion's Tears Ministry where you can look and study this information on your own as it's vital to understand the true word of Abba Yah and how the unholy Roman Catholic Church has taken Abba Yah and blasphemed and destroyed what he had tried to build and establish and it's no wonder people don't believe in God but we're going to work through this um, it's vital that you understand that the Roman Catholic Church is a government and not a church at all and part one is going to clarify exactly what Roman Catholic Church means So, what is a so-called church establishment doing with a government and army? Well, I hate to break it to you again, but the unholy Roman Catholic Church is not a religious organization, but rather it is the Roman Empire dressed up as a church. These sermons, one through five, are going to enlighten you even more about the armies of this blasphemous government. To better understand what Roman Catholic Church means, we need to look at the words assigned to it in the Bible. Church is not a word used in the Old Testament. So if you have a new translated version where church is inserted, that translation is wrong and probably missing other important verses as well. When you type in church in the word search of the lexicon, you get this result. There are zero Hebrew-Aramaic results, and there are two Greek results for church. G1577 means church or assembly, and G2417 means robber of the churches. We're going to look at G1577 first. Ecclesia, or ecclesia um, means a calling out. It also can mean a Jewish synagogue or Christian community of members on earth or saints in heaven or both, and it means an assembly. But the word that we're going to really focus on is a calling out because, yes, we are supposed to gather in Abba Yah's name. For the Bible tells us when two or more are gathered in my name, There I am. So you don't even need a huge building to be a church. Technically, whoever listens to this and my voice or watches the YouTube videos or brand new tube videos, because we are on those platforms now as well, um, is having a church because we are the body and we are being called out of the religious organizations. And as we see, the unholy Roman Catholic Church isn't a church at all, but a government. The biblical outline of usage 
for um, G1577, Ecclesia is a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place or assembly, an assembly of the people convened at the public place of the council for the purpose of deliberating, assembly of Israelites, an assembly of Christians gathered for worship. Um, a company of Christians are those who, hoping for eternal salvation through Yahushua HaMashiach, observe their own religious rites, hold their own religious meetings, and manage their own affairs according to regulations prescribed for the body for order's sake. And that prescription comes only from Abba Yah. And that is where churches have gone astray. Because they put in their own rules and regulations. It should be the morals, values, and ethics of Abba Yah. Leviticus 19 should be in place where Yahusha did not fulfill those laws. Those laws should be in place. The Religious system has called themselves gods and took the place of God by enacting their own orders and their own whatever the case is in place of Yah's ordinances, commandments, and precepts. And that is a problem, which is why many people don't believe that there is a God at all. And those who do have been blind and sucked into the grand delusion, also known as collective amnesia. So nowhere in the term church or in the biblical definition of church does it refer to a government. The Vatican, the Pope, or anything else the Roman Catholic Church claims Brothers and sisters, again, we are the church, the whole body of Yah, who believe in Yahusha HaMashiach. And we are called out of this world to be a light to those who remain lost in the darkness of the lies being told to them. Our next word is G2417 and is used one time in one verse of Acts 19.37, in which we will be looking at for the exact content so that you can see the workings of the unholy Roman Catholic Church even more. G2417 means robber of the church, guilty of sacrilegious. Herosolos, a temple destroyer, robber of churches. If I could talk, I'm sorry. The definition of sacrilegious by Merriam-Webster means committing or characterized by sacrilege, having or showing a lack of proper respect for a sacred person, place, or object. Again, the Vatican is in the shape of a snake. How is that a slap in the face to Abba Yah? Acts 19, 1-5 21, 24 through 27, and 35 through 37 state. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto they said unto John's baptism. 
Then, said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ, Yahusha HaMashiach. Then they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 21, after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the, or proposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Archaea to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. Verse 24, For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this craft we have our wealth. Moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned many people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. So that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed whom all Asia and the world worships. Verse 35, And when the town clerk had appeased the people, he said, Ye men of Ephesus, that man is there that knoweth not how that the city of the Ephesians is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana, and of the image which fell down from Jupiter. Seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, you ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. For ye have brought hither these men, which are neither robbers of churches, nor yet blasphemers of your goddess. So again, in Acts 19, let's jump down to verse 37. They are claiming that Paul and the apostles are neither robbers of churches or not yet blasphemers of the goddess Diana. Heaven forbid that Paul and the apostles put idolatry at the forefront. The unholy Roman Catholic Church removed the second commandment on idolatry. Why do you think that is? Rome back in the day worshipped Diana? Only the names have changed. Rome in its day today worships the Virgin Mary. And through these sermons, you're going to understand more as Abba Yah has shown me. Our next word is Rome because Paul asked, he said, I must see Rome in verse 21 of Acts 19. So we're going to look at what Rome means. Rome is G4514 and it means Rome, Rome. It means a resident of the city of Rome or a citizen. It occurs 12 times in 12 verses of the New Testament. John 11.48 says, If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Acts 2.10 Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews, and apostolites. Um, let's skip down. 
to Rome has another word because it's from G4516. So we have to look at G4516 and that means Rome. Rome actually means strength in the Greek concordance. And it means the famous capital of the ancient world. And it identifies Rome as the capital of Italy. So what does the Holy See mean? Encyclopedia Britannica. The Holy See is the name given to the government of the Roman Catholic Church, which is led by the Pope as the Bishop of Rome. As such, the Holy See's authority extends over Catholics throughout the world. Is the Catholic Church a government? According to U.S. Department of State, the Holy See is the government of the Catholic Church and operates from Vatican State, a sovereign independent territory. The Pope is the ruler of both Vatican City State and the Holy See. The next word we need to identify is Catholic. Catholic. The etymology of Catholic means of the doctrines of the ancient church. Again, which ancient church? Because they're not practicing Abba Yah's morals, values, and ethics. If they were, we wouldn't have poor and homeless people. I'm just saying because that is what the Holy Sees says they plan to eradicate is poverty. And it's 2021 and poverty is still alive and kicking. So again, Catholic is of the doctrines of the ancient church before the East and Western schism, literally universally accepted from French Catholic, from church Latin Catholos, and it means universal or general. And it means whole. Um, a Catholic is a member of the Roman Catholic Church. So my question to you that comes into mind, again, what doctrines of the ancient church are they upholding? As we read in Acts 19, they worshipped Diana and Jupiter, and they still do by the way in the form of the Virgin Mary. And this can be proven. Again, out of my Lutheran catechism, the first commandment reads, you shall have no other gods. And the Lutheran Catholic catechism, the second commandment says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. However, in my King James Bible, Exodus 20, 1 through 8, reads like this. I'm the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shall have no other gods before me. That is commandment number one. Number two says, Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And Verse 6 says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You cannot keep the commandments if you are in the unholy Roman Catholic Church. I am sorry to tell you that. From the Catechism of the Catholic Church writes the Talmudic tradition. Tradition held that the commandments against idolatry and the forbidding of images formed one long indivisible unit. 
Augustine, who was followed by the Roman and Lutheran traditions, accepted this suggestion and found two commandments under the rubric, thou shalt not covet. So here, Augustine, as stated in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, put himself as God and changed the Ten Commandments. Did you know the month of May is also called the Crowning of Mary? Polk County Catholic Schools wrote this post. So the Roman Catholic Church still worships Diana. By the way, they just call her Mother Mary. But the month of May, crowning of Mary. During the month of May, Catholics have long honored Mary with special devotions, traditions, and observations. These devotions have led her to be known as the Queen of May, dating all the way back to the early Greek. There you go. That's all the sentence I have to say. It has nothing to do with Abba Yah at all. But early Greece. May has been observed as a dedication to Greek goddesses such as Artemis, the goddess of fecundity, F-E-C-U-N-D-I-T-Y. I should look that up. In medieval times, winter's end in early May marked a time of growth and new beginnings. It was at this time that the Triceum um, devotion to Mary, or Lady Month, period began and special devotions to the mother of God started starting from Italy it spread throughout the world yeah because the capital of Italy is Rome you have to understand that it was Rome back in the time of the Roman Empire it is Rome today it is the capital the Roman Empire is this entire world I need you to understand that. Babylon is this entire world. And Babylon means confusion. And we'll get to that. But back to Mary and her crowning. May is the crowning of Mary, a long-standing Catholic tradition that honors the Virgin Mary. During this time, the May crowning is held where a statue or image of Mary is presented with a floral crown and other crafted items. And we hope this information helps to teach your child about this wonderful Catholic tradition. I don't. I worked home health, and my lady... Her daughter was Catholic, and her granddaughter went to Catholic school and showed me this figurine of Mary that they had to pray to. She had a prayer card that had to sit in front of her. She had to pray to her. They talked about making cakes to Mary, which I'll get to in just a moment, but the whole point of a Roman Catholic school is to start Roman Catholic indoctrination. So that you're so confused by the time you are able to profess that Yahushua HaMashiach is your Lord and Savior, that you don't because your mind's too scrambled. May crowning cakes. Honoring Mary and your family is a beautiful devotion to instill in your children. I always love celebrating the liturgical year with fun food and recipes, says one indoctrinated person. But there are May crowning cake recipes that you can make 
cakes to the Virgin Mary with. Who else is celebrated in May? Memorial. It also means the Festival of Torches. It's a Roman celebration, and it is in prayer and offering to Diana by tying prayer ribbons, also known as maypoles. You tie the ribbon around your maypole. That's in honor of Diana, by the way. I remember doing that in public school where we had May Day. Now I understand why, because the Roman Catholics are in every part of everything. Because, again, the Roman Empire never died. It just changed its name to the Roman Catholic Church. Um, Maya Majesta in the Roman Pantheon, such of the Pallades is associated with its own goddess, the Seven Sisters, and she who lends her name to May is Mia Majesta, the Great Mother. Well, we just read the Great Mother was also known as the Virgin Mary. Um, she's the Great Mother to Hermes or Mercury. Other festivals of the month include honor paid to Vulcan, Mia, and the Mother of the Lairs. Let's continue. Mary's motherhood, however, is not the only reason why we call her queen. She is also a queen due to her unique role in her son's passion. The Jesus theologian Francisco Suarez wrote that just as Christ, because he redeemed us, is our Lord and King by a special title, so the blessed virgin also is our queen. Your Bibles never say this, by the way. This is what Revelation 13 talks about, about blaspheming Abba Yah's higher structure and saints. But let's continue. Um, because he redeemed us is our Lord and the blessed virgin is our queen on account of the unique manner in which she assisted in our redemption by giving of her own substance by freely offering him for us. Um, Again, not in your Bible, but her singular desire and petition for an active interest in our salvation. Since Christ is our king because of his passion, Mary is our queen by her participation in the passion of her son. So they say Mary is queen because she was the vessel in which Abba Yah used. How do they also worship Mary? What can we do to assist Mary in accomplishing tasks in our lives? We can pray the Most Holy Rosary. By reflecting on the mysteries of the Rosary, right, our Queen, by her intercession, binds us to the mysteries which brought about our salvation. It wasn't a mystery. Abba Yah saw a woman who was righteous, just like he used Noah, who saved us from a flood because of his righteousness. There's no mystery in it. The mystery is the Roman Catholic Church is the seat and power of Satan. That's your mystery. And has blinded all those who choose to follow. So they believe that Mary is telling others um, what God has done through Mary. Um, when you pray to Mary, um, you're supposed to pray that she intercedes 
on your behalf is what the Roman Catholic Church says. And Paul even wrote to the Romans. Romans 8, 26 through 27 is a letter, but I really don't think that the Romans ever opened anything Paul wrote to them. I, I really don't. And when I typed this up the other day after I was done studying, I laughed at this because I, <laughs> I really don't think they opened it. But Romans 8, 26 through 27 states, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself seeks intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Abba Yah Himself, divides heart and mind and intercedes when we don't know what to pray. Not Mary, not the vessel Abba Yah used. But this is the indoctrination of the unholy Roman Catholic Church so that they continue their paganism. Because in Acts 19, they said that they were not going to go against Diana and their gods because it is their workmanship. If they can't make money making idols and everything else, then that's going to put people out of business. And why do you think the empire has grown so the way it is? Go and search Mary statues and shoot. They make millions and millions of dollars off of statues and idolatry. I'm just saying, it's alive and well. So anyway, nowhere in the Bible is Mary mentioned as queen of anything or of heaven or as our mediator. Abba Yah, God himself in the flesh, states in John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He did not say, but by me and my mother. Not at all. He did not. So what does Vatican mean? When I typed in Vatican into etymology.com, these are the results I got. Vatican, 1550s, from Latin Mos Vaticanus, a Roman hill on which papal palace stands. Um, by Klein's source, said to be an Christian loanword and unrelated to vates, which means soothsayers and prophets or seer. But as you and I both know, the false prophet is the Pope. Revelation 13. So all you got to do is read that and understand. So then it says, Quirinal is another word for Vatican. And it means a royal palace in Rome. 1838 from Mos Quirinalis in Rome, one of the seven hills, sites of a former papal palace. From Quirinus, said to be the divine name of Romulus, which we'll get to in the next sermon, was the founder of Rome, but really one of the original trinities of Roman gods representing Mars. Hmm. Used metonymically for the Italian government, especially as distinguished from the Vatican. Well, what does metonymy mean and metonymy according to 
the dictionary is a figure of speech consisting of the use of the name of one thing for that of another of which it is an attribute or with which it is associated with. Huh. So a Quirinal, again, is Rome, palace in Rome, associated with the Vatican. And its divine name comes from Romulus, which is the origin of the name Rome, which was a god. So again, if you're honoring Abba Yah, why would you call yourself the Roman Catholic Church? Again, typing in Vatican in the etymology came up port. Port, P-O-R-T-E, is a noun, and it means Ottoman court at Constantinople. From French, in full, Le Sublime Port, little, literally the high gate, the translation of Arabic al-Bab al-Ali, or lofty gate, it is the official name of the central office of the Ottoman government, and it says, compare Vatican for the papacy, White House for the United States. Hmm. So isn't it interesting that port means the high gate, and it's used to compare Vatican for papacy and White House for the United States. Brothers and sisters, again, there are no coincidences in life whatsoever. Your governments are not going to save you. They may help give you a stimulus check, and I'm happy to cash that. Happy. I've worked since I was 12 years old legally able to claim since I was 15. So if they want to start giving me money, let, let them. Because that's about as far as a help I've ever received from the government. But they're not your savior. Not at all. All things come with a price in this world. So I'm just saying be prepared. And they're not... A gate, the White House, the Vatican are not gates to anything except corruption, greed, hate, division, and blasphemy. John 10, 1 through 9 states, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that endureth not or entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens. Same word, port, porter. The door opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he said unto them. Then Jesus spoke unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The Greek word porter 
is G2377, and it means a watcher, a gate, or warden that kept the door or a porter. So again, your Vatican and your United States government thinks that they're gates and doors, but they're not. And then you need to look up the aerial view depicting the Vatican, which depicts St. Peter's death upside down and Yahusha's death right side up. When you believe in Yahusha, you are entering into his gate, not the Vatican's. In order to enter into the gate, you must hear Abba Yah's voice and turn things upside down. So what is the official language of the Vatican of the ancient Roman Empire? That would be Latin and Greek. They were the official languages of the Roman Empire, but other languages were important regionally. Latin was the original language of the Romans and remained the language of imperial administration, legislation, and the military throughout the classical period. When did Latin become the language of Rome? In the 3rd century. By the 3rd century BC, Latin was the official language of the Roman Republic. It was used by the Roman administration as well as for law, politics, and religion. While it coexisted with Greek dialect, Latin quickly took over the other languages. So what's the official language of the Roman Catholic Church? Latin! Christians in Rome adopted Latin and it became the church's language in the 4th century. St. Jerome's Bible translation into Latin is called the Vulgate because it used common or vulgar Latin. With scripture in Latin, the church adopted the Roman tongue for its masses everywhere. Yeah, okay. Why is it called vulgar Latin? According to Britannica.com, the name vulgar simply means common. It is derived from the Latin word vulgaris, meaning common or of the people. It means the spoken Latin of the Roman Empire. Classical Latin represents the literary register of Latin. It represented a selection from a variety of available spoken forms. And then the Vulgate, St. Jerome's translation of the Bible, occurred in 385 to 404 B or AD, and some of the works of St. Augustine are among Christian works written in vulgar Latin. But definition of vulgarity, Merriam-Webster states, the quality or taste of having or showing poor taste or manners, rude or offensive language or behavior. And the definition of vulgar means lacking in cultivation, perception, or taste, morally crude, undeveloped, or unregenerated. Hmm. And it means of or relating to the common people known as plebeians. Plebeians mean a member of the Roman plebes. So Latin is vulgar. And it means morally crude, undeveloped, or unregenerated. Refers to relating to the common people, which, again, refers to the member of the Roman plebes. And it means a crude or coarse in manner or style is what a plebeian is defined as in Merriam-Webster. So, 
Again, why would you want to associate yourself with the unholy Roman Catholic Church when they are teaching you crude or coarse manner and style? They're not teaching you what you need to know. And then plebes, again, common people of ancient Rome. And then an example of plebes in a sentence is written by Astra Taylor, the new Republic, one for all, on August 26, 2019, she states, political and economic elites fear nothing more than the plebes of the world uniting to challenge their rule, which is what sublime solidarity aims to do. And this quote by Astra Taylor ends this sermon of part one. It's time to wake up, my dear brothers and sisters, and come out of her. Oppression ends when we turn back to the true word of Abba Yah, and we flee the unholy Roman Catholic Church. The more we rise up and the more we wake up, the more we can change our hearts and minds in ourselves, the more we can change our homes and then our communities. But we have to change ourselves first. And that comes when we understand what is actually going on in this world. Proverbs 12.22 states, Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. You have to start discerning things in this world. There's reasons why poverty is not eradicated and we learned that the Holy See is the government of the Roman Catholic Church. No church should have a government at all, period. Nor should it be the universal accepted church of the world as it claims to be. And no church government should ever take the side of Hitler who killed millions of people. Nor should they take part in crusades and other things, as you will learn within the next couple of sermons. So, again, the unholy Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, it's time to wake up. That's all I can say. Come out of your amnesia. Join those who are ready, awake, and learn what it means to be set free. When you see the world the way it is now, sure, it's going to be scary. It's a little scary every day. But whom shall I fear? Because the Lord God is right beside me, in front of me, behind me, above me, to my left and right. He never leaves me. And whenever I stay focused on Him and not the things of this world, my life goes marvelous. It's whenever I start to take my focus away from him and look onto the problems of what's going on that my flesh starts to feel uneasy. And that's a normal part of the process, which is why we always have to have our armor of Abba Yah on, our helmet of salvation, our sword, which is his word, our breastplate of righteousness. We have to have all of these on all the time because Abba Yah said, no matter what gets thrown at you, I will quench those fiery darts and nothing will happen. Nothing. We can be attacked and the world can hate us because the world first hated him. 
That's what he says. He will be persecuted and we will be persecuted. But at the same time, our freedom, I can't tell you how great it feels to actually see things for what it is and have a different perspective about this ugly life and world right now. It makes me hope and pray every day for Abba's return. That's my prayers. I send my prayers and say, come on, Abba, please let your return be today. Because there is so much chaos and destruction. And if you honestly want to sit there and defend the unholy Roman Catholic Church after knowing that it's a snake, that building had to have an architect. You can't tell me that the Vatican didn't have an architect and did not see the shape of a serpent or the faces of these halls within the Vatican. Every architect has a design. This was designed on purpose. On purpose. And again, I'm not saying anything about those who follow the Roman Catholic Church other than this. I feel for you. Because your souls are on the line. And if you don't wake up and find the truth and be set free and learn who Abba Yah really is, then you better pray that your name is in the book of life. Because if it's not, y'all are going to die. And it I mean, I'm just a messenger. I am I am just a vessel Abiyah chose to use for these end times. And we are living in Revelation. I hope you guys can see that. But again, if you know people who are still, you know, a part of the Roman Catholic Church and they're starting to feel that tug, there are so many people, ministers, out there who are speaking about the truth and the true word of Abba Yah, Facebook, YouTube, use social media in the way for good versus how it's being used. And that is for hate and greed and division. We can use Anything in this world for good. And that's what Abba Yah expects of us to do. All these tools people are coming up with, use it for good. Whatever was meant to destroy us, turn it into a blessing. That's all we have to do. And as always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.